Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we uh, like to uh, discuss all the films in the DC Cinematic Universe by each individual minute. My name's Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And I'm Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. Hi, I'm Greg Wyshynski of Yahoo Sports Puck Daddy Blog, and I am at Wyshynski, W-Y-S-H-Y-N-S-K-I, on Twitter. And you can also listen to my podcast, Puck Soup, on the Nerdist Network. It's about hockey for about 10 minutes, and then for the next hour and 50 minutes, it's not about hockey. That's amazing. So if you like hockey... That's, that was the, one of the for, best plugs we've ever had. For 10 had. minutes. So if you <laughs> only for 10 minutes, you can only stomach hockey. We, we talk about hockey, and then we get bored, and then we're like talking about the Taco Bell menu or, you know, whatever. You can talk about that every episode because it changes constantly. The Taco Bell menu? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I know. It's one of my favorite things as, as a Taco Bell fan is the fact that every time I go there, they, they challenge me with something. And the other great thing about Taco Bell and their new items is that much like um, – I feel like Burger King does the same thing where it's just stuff that's already there. And they just kind of like throw it together in different ways. Like the, one of their latest inventions this summer was literally a taco in a burrito. Like, all the fictions yeah. of a taco than inside a burrito. And I'm like, if there is anything that completely, like, satisfies the stoner aesthetic that is Taco, taco Bell, it's just take things randomly from your own kitchen and throw them in a thing and then make something new. And I always appreciated that about them. There's people at those board meetings that get paid a lot of money to come up with these stupid ideas for new Taco Bell items. And I wonder if it's just, like, one person, and he's just like, right. yo, keep that guy around. He's got all the great ideas. Or if it's just, like, collectively just a bunch of them. Like, one month, like, Nancy will have, you know, a new Frito slushy something. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's, okay. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, <sighs> that's my bong noise. And they're like, oh. right, you, know, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know those chicken, the chicken taco shells you made? What? <laughs> Hear me out. What if they were, <laughs> what if they were triangles and then we called them chips? <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's true. And now I just want to know what all the bad ideas were. What didn't make exactly, it? exactly. So that's why if it's like a room full of these people that are pitching all these ideas, yeah. what are the failed ideas? It's probably like, hey guys, what about like a halibut taco? And they're like, dude, we don't have halibut in the kitchen. We'd have to go get halibut. That's crazy. Oh, jeez. Jeez. That's too good. I'm tearing up. Well, welcome back to Taco Bell Minute. I uh, wish. <laughs> I wish. Are you kidding me? Um, anyway, what are we doing? Today, we're on minute number 127. Uh, the minute's going to start out with um, Cal floating upside down after his whole tumble through the empty office building. And uh, the minute's going to... Em- it was empty. It looked... from The floor that he was on, it was empty. I saw a, a desk chair spinning around. Um, that's, that's the universal indication for everybody. Someone left, has left the everybody chair. left the office. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Closing time. The chair's spinning. You know what I'm talking about. Um, what are we? And, and, and the, 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 the minute's going to end with a uh, Zod's beginning to his very powerful statement. Um, uh, what does he say? If you love these people so much, ellipsis. Yeah. If you love these people. And then it ends there. He says so much. Did he say he so much? He says so much. I wrote down so much. He says so much. So much. So much. Cool. 
Um, I kind of have a question, I guess, for both of you. Um, I know we had a guest on here, Crystal Beth, a long time ago, and she said at this point in the film, she was just kind of over the fighting, the action. She was like, this movie's way too goddamn long. Uh, do you guys feel the same way? Or are you still kind of like really energetic? You're like, yeah, they're fighting. Or like, I'm enjoying this. Like, what are your thoughts? Yeah, man, this is bat- boss battle. This is perfect Zod battle. Right. Yeah. It, I, I know what people say. that they, They're like, after all of the, the, the stuff that happened before with taking out the the world engine and all this other stuff, that it, it felt like overkill to now have this hand-to-hand combat thing. But, like, it had to happen. And, and I didn't feel like it was... It was necessarily overkill. It, it was the the uh, the logical completion of the arc between these two characters. I think it just makes sense when you have these two Kryptonians fighting in the city that it would escalate to this proportion, right? Oh yeah, it's it it's so it it blows my mind that how much sense this last what do you call it confrontation between the two of them is. Mm-hmm. And, like, what I always keep on going back to in my head is that these are two Kryptonians that are fighting through the city. And, like, that... Or, like, it, you it say... It sounds so... so um, simple, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I'm watching it, I'm realizing that, you know, Kryptonians are immensely powerful. And it just looks amazing that, you know, these people can... Level this entire city, you know, they're coming close to it. They're putting pretty big dents in this city, but they can, with ease, just destroy literally everything. One Kryptonian's bad enough. Two Kryptonians? Don't even get me started. Well, man. it's like how you normally you don't use the word Kryptonian, but you use the word God instead. Sure. Because you have two gods yeah. fighting. I on think our that's planet. what it is. I think Kryptonian has the same now it doesn't sound so meaning simple. as God, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, when it's like this. All the hate mail, please come towards right towards me. So. I don't know why they went into space. <laughs> like I, I, I mean, I, I don't know what tactical advantage that gives in either of them. I don't know why Zod in that moment would be like, "Now is the time when I will fly into space," and <laughs> I don't quite get. I don't get that part to be honest. To be quite honest I, with you, I um, wonder if it's anything to but do it with cool. like. Yeah, I mean, it's not the first time we see people getting taken into space when there's a flying battle. Mark, you said Iron Man. Iron Man, you go up into, maybe not space, stratosphere. You went into the mesosphere. Whatever the scientific term you're giving me right now, I don't, they did it. They went up there, and it happens, it almost seems just like it's the normal thought process when you have two flying characters fighting each other. Oh, yeah, they just go into space. Oh yeah, they go into space. They throw them around the sun, and then they I, come down. I think it's because like the exact same spot where they threw them out of the earth. Like not many superheroes in film or comic books or whatever. Not many of them get to. F- well, yeah, in comic books, yeah. But like in film, not many of them get to go and fight in space. So it's like, well, we have two characters who have the ability to do that. So we need to like do that to say that we did it, right? Because then it seems like a missed opportunity. I guess. I mean, maybe it just has to. Maybe they were just. They all thought physics and yeah. they're like yo terminal velocity they need to go hey. into space they got to get all this speed down and then crash into earth i give them credit man i think the last last uh, fight in space was probably green lantern which you know doesn't bode well for your film i don't necessarily <laughs> well if the whole f- green lantern film was in space that'd be great yeah, but when they brought it back yeah that's the yeah. movie i want to see which is why i would want a superman film to just be in space because that would be really fucking cool right but um but yeah this do is think, what crystal Beth. Do, oh, i'm sorry do you think 
Do you think Zod saw the satellite on his way down to the planet? And he's just like, if ever there be a need to <laughs> throw a I can throw that at him. Into, a, into something, I will remember the location of this satellite. Yeah. Uh, I think if we got superpowers because seeing this film, I think we would we would think the same thing. To throw we? a satellite at someone? Yeah, like, oh, he threw one. I, no, I can do that. Don't now. know, man. If it messes up my internet connection when I go back home for the end of the night, then... It's fiber optics that are your internet. What are you talking about? Just c- cable? What what comes out of the telephone. satellite? Telephone. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. All right, Mark, then what's HBO, the point of satellites in the... In, in direct the TV. Yeah. Don't get direct TV. So if Some my direct TV gets knocked yeah. out. Some poor bastard's binging Law and Order, you know, on Netflix or whatever, and all of a sudden, a superhero fight ruins it. Oh no! I'll never get to hear what Ice T had to say about that victim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a this is a, this is exactly the 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 two of them hurtling through through space. That's what Crystal Beth was referring to. It's like, all right, what? I think we're done here. You're like you were fighting the city that's cool and all, but if na- now you're in space, come on. Who maybe we should who takes who into space? Cuz if it's Cal taking Zod into space, then it's like okay, he's minimizing the damage that they're doing around the city. He's trying to move it away so there's no destruction. The general Zod cuz he was upside down. Yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah, Zod and takes him, took him into space. space, yeah. Okay. So yeah, maybe he was just like I'm just going to throw some space debris at him, man. Well, he was in the Black Zero <laughs> floating around in the atmosphere, and they were just like, look at this mess. There's just oh, so yeah. much crap up oh, here. so much debris. In and then Pharaoh is like, hey, man. At least you could throw it at we someone. We could probably throw these at people. <laughs> That's exactly what Pharaoh would think about. Um, Zod just remembered. Yeah, like what Greg said, he remembered where it was. The fa- yeah, I mean, that satellite is just perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Earthscape, though, I'm, I'm a big fan of that, like, you get that... Um, curvature. Well, yeah, the curvature of the Earth is always pretty to me. But, like, seeing it, it's not too far away and it's not too close with that bit of Earthscape in the background. That I'm more drawn to that than I was the two Kryptonians kind of tumbling. Turn, yeah, right. tumbling through space. So I, I, just, right. I don't know. It was really pretty and nicely done. So, um, but, yeah. Um, I did have a quote here that I wanted to read from one of the camera operators uh, from the behind-the-scenes Man of Steel book uh, when they were talking about shooting this scene. Because this whole scene, um, unfortunately, is CGI. They're not real people. They, no. You know, they, they perform the kind of Count Dooku thing where they just Get take the actor's here. face and they just kind of put it on there. But that, there's no... Are you kidding me? There's no there's no part of this. This isn't like, real? Like, even in the last minute, yeah. This isn't real. Was, the, was, the, was, the cam- was the cameraman in space? Was he just up there waiting for them to show up for the yeah exactly. <laughs> b-roll footage yeah b-roll footage of just the upper atmosphere <laughs> well i meant that well, it was not in green screen green screened either like, even just, like with like facial recognition kind of thing that you're saying like they just like you know what, what i mean where it's like they put on the suit and then they tussle on the ground and they just add it yeah like though you know like last week we they had the when general zod still has the armor on yeah all that is shot in like locations and then maybe finishing green screen like yeah. him climbing up the buildings all of that was them and then just modified after but this, this whole like third fight with general zod and in like the no armor that like he's yeah. just got the underarm this whole last two minutes completely cgi because the camera cameras can't follow like that whether in a green screen or not like the, like obviously like the bowser swing is completely cgi like we know some of these things are like complete cgi but I'm saying, like, the entire whole minute 
yesterday and today cgi yeah um, i mean i believe it and that's because what they were saying is like well they said well this is all going to be cgi because these are characters uh with really difficult moves but we wanted to anchor it in photography so that when they get to the pauses in the fight or moments when you're uh like kind of like just like standing there yeah yeah that that's when they kind of like put the faces on it like so you can get a a moment to kind of soak it in and be like okay this is like really cool action piece um and this fight is actually that has a nickname in what when they're filming it this is called the hummingbird fight oh it makes oh i get it yeah so like Mm -hmm. it's like how a hummingbird moves and stuff yeah 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 uh and they said um this is we wanted the humming uh hummingbird fight to feel the same even though it might be at a weird orientation in space uh if somebody wants to come up at a weird angle and punch somebody they can come up and do it and that's like kind of the power of cgi so what they're kind of doing is what they did in the beginning Hmm? so like what they did in the beginning where where cal was upside down yeah you know you were and like i guess that's him trying to like defend like yeah this whole this whole last two minutes of cgi but i mean that's the whole point of it like i think as a comics fan you want to see a flying fist fight like you want to see stuff like this um, it's like these two gods basically fighting over the city, causing destruction, but mainly taking each other out. That's what you get here, and that's your payoff as a fan. Yeah, Superman. So I agree. It, it's cool. it's great. Um, I I do have a small issue with the fact that they flew up into space, and uh, Zod threw a satellite at Superman, and then he hit the satellite, and they went rocketing back towards the earth and ended up i don't know roughly a block over from where they were when they started yeah. the fight like yeah. how is that even possible given given the events of this fight like wouldn't they be somewhere else in the even in the united states based yeah. on the rotation of the earth and where they are in space and everything else and yet they landed literally like 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 a, a three minute walk from where they were just fighting <laughs> it happens a lot in other movies too like I've always think that where it's like you know you have you start from one part of the earth you go up into space and then they come right back down it's like that's not you can't do that what other film is that um, they go straight into space and come back down they do it in the next one they do it in Avengers they do it in <laughs> Avengers yeah so I guess superhero films well that, that was a big hole in the sky though right at, the, at that point you know there were the vortex was over New York City and this one it's just like I don't know it was like Zod put into Google Maps, you know, where the train yeah. station was or whatever. And you, I, <laughs> yeah. I, will, I will throw the satellite and Superman to this point in the city. That's what he did. He, he had to hook up the GPS to the satellite. That's what and then he doing. got the location and was like, I don't need this satellite anymore. And that's when he threw it at Cal. I do that all the time. You throw satellites No, at like a Google Maps something. I read the directions once and I just delete it. I don't even save it or anything. After Anyways. I defeat Superman, I'm pretty sure there's a Cinnabon here. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Uh, inside the Grand Central Station, um, which is what this is, right? Is that am I, I wrong? Guess, I yeah, assume that it's is, supposed to that be is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I do like, although it doesn't make complete sense. I do visually Wait. like. What you're gonna say? You're visually like. What? Oh, are we skipping the satellite? That's thing? what I was gonna say. Were we serious about that? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly totally forgot. <laughs> oh, that's silly. Yeah, it's got Wayne Enterprises on it. Uh, cool. Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, they exist. It happens. Um, yeah. So, are, so we to, are we to believe this is some sort of military grade satellite? Then is that what we're led to believe? Rather than being a telecom satellite. 
I think it's a I, yeah. I assume it's a military grade. It's got to be private. It, it has to be because 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 uh, Batman has been around for twenty years at this point. So he's got to be doing that that time that time right that timeline's right. Yeah, twenty years. Anyway, yeah. they do have footage in Dawn of Justice where it shows all of that and it shows the Metropolis fight and everything like that. Yeah. Now I don't know if that's like confiscated from cell phones or if that's like satellite footage. I assumed it was satellite footage. Oh, so we just assume there's a spy satellite that obviously he he yeah, utilizes in his uh, his crime fighting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just assume it's Be- just Batman's satellite. Being that we found out that Gotham City is the St. Paul to Metropolis' Minneapolis in Dawn of Justice. Is that true? Well, they're next to each other is what I mean. Like, I mean, that's, oh. you know. Okay. Yeah, it, like, it, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to say, if a spy satellite is focused on Gotham City, in theory, it would pick up what's happening in Metropolis as well, makes because sense. they're right next to each other. Yeah, that's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I am a fan of kind of like this visual shot that we get of all the debris kind of coming back through the stratosphere, the reentry. Yeah, I, I do yeah. like that. And I think that was in the trailers as well. Um, I be- yeah, I believe so. And we yeah. also get it again in Dawn of Justice, which yeah, we do see it again in Dawn of Justice. Um, and then um, and then yeah, they kind of crash and out of all places, they crash into what is Metropolis equivalent of Grand Central Station. Um, and Hold there's on. a lot of yeah. Don't, don't jump over the Easter egg, my friend. They fly <laughs> past a LexCorp building. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> someone's like just dying like I, I bet if we just skipped all that that we'd just have a bunch of people commenting both like, the satellite and the LexCorp thing um David one of the people on our Facebook listener society was like oh like there's a Brainiac oh yeah said, and I was like oh <laughs> I, I I didn't get that I'm sorry completely missed that sorry pal <laughs> so anyway. they'll find it they'll they'll point it out to us now we should um, have do you think do you think that's a that's a Zack Snyder call or do you think that's a CGI artist putting something in the background for shits and giggles, and maybe Zack Snyder didn't even realize that it said LexCorp on the building. I feel like it would all have to go past him. Because, I mean, well, like, I, the way that I... Did you put a LexCorp thing in here? Don't tell well, me, boy. See, don't I, lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. But, like, the Blaze comic one, that was, like, that's something that's, like, yo, this is... Only, only some people will, will get this. So, like, that kind of made it seem like it was like, hey, I should add this thing in there. And he was like, yeah, cool, whatever. It's, Easter eggs exist. And then that same guy was like, let's just dust some LexCorp things. This is like the fourth or fifth LexCorp sign that we've seen. It's like the third. Truck. Truck. There's two building, trucks. Building. Gas tanker. This one. Wait, That's what? the fourth. No, it's one truck. Truck in the beginning. Truck on, truck on Kent, Kent Truck Farm. on truck. <laughs> no, yeah. Truck on Kent Farm. There yes. was a building that, um, construction site, construction site building. Hang on, let's go chronologically. Truck on Kent Farm, oil truck, construction site on the side of the building had LexCorp on it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, and then this one. So there's a lot of LexCorp in this. There's a lot of LexCorp. I and, like, you really that. only, like, see, like, one on like the tanker at the you know when he kicks it at cow mm-hmm. and then you know because because what even the kent farm truck i noticed it when we were just going over yeah the minutes. doing yeah. this podcast is the only yeah. way we know i never it. noticed it before but so i didn't even notice this lexcorp thing here so 
Thank yeah. God there's a podcast and a guest on it that can tell me about this Easter egg, so I know about it's it. An, it's why we do it. Really incredible. It really sets up everything that happens in the, the next film. <laughs> I mean, the LexCorp building there. Everything. Yeah. yeah the seeds have been planted now. Now I have to see the sequel. Yes, um, once the bell has been rung, it cannot be unrung. That's good. I liked it. I like it. And based off the Kermit, it, you know, it, that's how it works. That's right. Huh? His Kermit impression. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> there was another one he did earlier in this minute that I was like, oh, that's, oh, is this Michael Shannon? He did a General <laughs> I missed a General Zod impression? Yeah, it was about the satellite. Come on, he did it like three times. <laughs> You'll have to rewind and listen to it again. Uh, it, yep. has to, it has to be in the moment. I can't, I can't conjure Michael Shannon on, on, on uh, request. That's okay. You can only conjure the, the Kermit. Um, but so, yeah, so General Zod and Kal-El go straight into this Grand Central Station. And I kind of like this redirection where, like, once they enter it, they kind of, like, break along the kind of statues of the angels and stuff. But then, like, Superman does, like, this redirection kind of, like, attack. And it kind of throws him the opposite angle. Yeah, it's like he into does the that, ground. that swimmer turn. Yeah, kind of like one of those. Yeah. And it just, like, redirects him back into the actual... The actual level of mm-hmm. Grand Central Station and then kind of like throws his head into the ground he's like, yeah, he's like literally he was even doing that when he was pushing him you know in the air he was like pushing his face down he like he got the upper hand on him yeah but like here mm-hmm. he's like slamming his head he's slamming General Zod's head into <clears throat> the ground wouldn't you do that yeah if I was trying to kill someone what do you mean what do you think has been happening for the past two fuck uh, at least listen, two minutes <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to get at but we all know Superman would never murder anybody yeah, exactly. See, that's you can't say that Superman's trying to kill someone. I think <laughs> when you realize that, hey, if my face can go through a concrete wall and still be okay, I'm pretty sure this other Kryptonian's guy's Unless face. Unless he's just trying to knock it. him out. Which... Yeah, exactly. He's just trying to stop him, disorient him. Right. So he gets, he drives his head into the ground, and then he gets up, and then puts him in what I would probably call the world's shittiest million dollar dream hold if you remember yep. Ted DiBiase like he's mm-hmm. clearly trying for some level of sleeper hold and it's just it's just awkward and terrible and uh, and doesn't work at all yeah I don't I, I was I was writing the notes for this and I didn't know what the position was I just was like choker was like it's not a headlock it's like uh, yeah it's like a it's almost I guess a it, loving embrace I guess it is like a, a sleeper hold. It's like it's like you, I don't know what you're trying to do, but I feel like I mean, like he disabled the, him in, in some sort of way. Like out of all the action that we've seen, I don't see this as being like an armbar of like things that kind of end like the fight. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I get what you mean. I think. I mean, you could have both arms around and like you kind of like really lock that person in so they can't move. But like this, like I feel like General Zod could like maybe kick one of Kal's yeah. knees out. He could use his. He could jump, and they would just go flying straight through the the roof. Yeah, and... I was thinking the same thing. He could fucking fly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, at this point, or just do like a super jump. But instead, it's like, you know, the sheer power of this terribly executed sleeper hold has rendered him <laughs> useless. Yeah. And, Unless Zod's just tripping up in his old age, and like you know, the the concrete head slams just made him be like, "Oh crap!" Maybe seeing, I don't seeing, know. Seeing stars and that birds. satellite really hurt him. No, Zod threw the satellite. It still hurt him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. 
maybe he's tired of all the LexCorp things, and now he's just trying to use <laughs> the heat vision to destroy them all. He's tired <laughs> of seeing the LexCorp signs. Oh, that's good. So, yeah, I guess, you know, I guess it doesn't happen right yet in this minute, but he's just kind of, like, in the, he's kind of in this sleeper hold. Um, he, they're looking, the camera's looking, not them, I guess, or maybe General Zod is. It's like a point of view shot. And we're we're seeing some people in Central Station, and I don't know if like at this point in time, like us as an audience, do we understand like what's about to happen? Do we know what's coming up next? But we do get people kind of like, oh my god, like and they're like kind of like skedaddling away, very kind of good not, word. Yeah, not as fast as you want them to. But is it out of fear? Is it out of like, oh, I don't know what to do? But kind of get people kind of. Mark, imagine you're standing, you're waiting for the train, and then all of a sudden, the giant glass ceiling just shatters above you, and then, in not even a, a second later, the big old statues are just crumbling, and these two people are smashing each other onto the ground. What do you, you're not like, like instantly like, yep, I'm out. No, you're like, whoa, imagine- what's happening? Imagine you're wearing a cardigan and you kind of look like yeah. <laughs> John Belushi with an afro. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> and you don't know, and you and you're trying to protect these people that they're not even your kids. And you're just like, "Oh. <laughs> Better yet, they're your brother's kids cuz he had to work late and you came into town to visit him on his lunch break, but then he got caught in the meeting. So the brother has you his went, life figured out. You went to go meet your sister-in-law and the two kids and they love Uncle Jack more than they love dad. So everybody's having a great grand old time. And then this happens. And then Uncle Jack is like, "I got to step up. I got to be the man here." So yeah, like, I, uh, think, my, I think my brother's I a think, deadbeat. I think what you're getting at is a really important thing, which is that if we're going to go through the trouble of of landing back in the middle of Metropolis, like movie, just 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 fucking give us some characters we've already seen, like yeah. like uh, the the lives of you know John and Mary who gives a shit uh, <laughs> are now being threatened and it, like at no like who cares like yeah. if it, it, imagine if they had landed right by our friends uh, from the Daily Planet and now it's like you know. Jenny Slate being threatened or whatever. Like, it's, it's <laughs> see, different. I said the same thing. <laughs> Jenny Jerwich. But yeah, I, that's what I, I was thinking as well. Like, we need to maybe, like, maybe this would hit home more if Lois Lane is is there. Like, yeah, like in this moment where, I think where so. Cardigan Man is, I f- or Daily oh, Planet people. Yeah, I feel like maybe now this is me just being a, a diehard. Nerd. Lover of super Superman yeah. and whatnot. I feel like the point that these people are just regular everyday people, no one cares about whatever. The fact that Superman doesn't know them and that he does want to save them and risk everything, even killing spoiler alert, killing the only other Kryptonian that he has ever come in contact with. Spoil it. What? Because he hasn't killed him <laughs> yet. Anyway. The fact that he would put these random people over something that he has a connection to that's like you know that's superman yeah Yeah. so like i don't want to be like that you know classic like oh well that's what superman does you know like i get that i understand so maybe that's like again calling the audience stupid it's like oh we got to throw that in there superman's got to be the bigger guy but but this is where the flick gets into trouble because he's already in theory like 
helped contribute to the death of thousands of people this day by flying through buildings and crashing through buildings and throwing Zod through buildings and everything else. And like, you know, at, at this point, it just, I remember, I remember this being a point of contention for people. They're like, why should he give a shit about these five randos when he's recklessly fought through the city for the last 15 minutes? And, yeah. I, and I get that, I get that complaint vis-a-vis this very thing happening here. Do we do we want to say some of this stuff for t- tomorrow or? Yeah, why not? Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I just uh, yeah, I don't, do I have anything? No, I ended my notes with choker hold. Choker hold. Ter- bad choker hold. Bad choker hold. Yeah. Um, There's no way yeah. that Zod's Zod's arm would drop three times with that sleeper hold. No, sir. <laughs> it would go down twice, and then he it would be like the ref would drop it a third time. It would stop midway through. He'd start shaking like he's gonna rally, and then break the hold. No, this is when the the music kicks in, and then the Undertaker shows up, and yeah. they're like, "Oh my god!" And he comes through, the, <laughs> he comes down the steps. Yeah, bong. Maybe maybe Zod's never been in a choker hold. He didn't have the luxuries of watching the Undertaker. That's true. And here comes Brainiac with the chair. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Yeah. Um, My God, that's Metallo's music. <laughs> oh snap! That's that's what I want to see now. A Superman <laughs> all a cast of of just like a WWE I th- fight. I think. Well, I was gonna say I think Superman or no, Action Comics Rebirth right now is doing something where they have like every Superman villain is like joined forces coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, and they're like all attacking Superman at once. It's like you get cyber cybernetic Superman. You got. Mo- Mongol and Brainiac and all kinds of weirdos fighting him at the same time. Um, but yeah, my last note here was poor Cardigan Man. Um, <laughs> that's, that's that's all I got for this minute. What about you guys? That's it for me. Yeah. You thinking over there? Yeah, I'm thinking like, see, I'm justifying Cardigan Man in my head because is what? this where he like start? No, no we don't get. Yeah, yeah, what? we get it. We get it tomorrow. Yeah, cool. Do it. All right, we're going to wrap up for today. Um, If you want to check us out on all social media, you can find us at DCEU Minute. You can find us at TooOldMedia.com as well. We have a Facebook group, DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.